0: I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Welcome to the Lifespring Family Audio Bible. Coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. It's great to see you today. Welcome. Our reading is Exodus 25 through 28, and I'm calling the episode... The God of Details. The show notes page for today's episode, if you'd like to make a comment, is lifespringmedia.com s12e140. Let's begin. Exodus chapter 25. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites to take an offering from me. You are to take my offering from everyone who's willing to give. This is the offering you are to receive from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, fine linen and goat hair, ramskins dyed red and manatee skins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx along with other gemstones for mounting on the ephod and breastpiece. They are to make a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell among them. You must make it according to all that I show you the pattern of the tabernacle, as well as the pattern of all its furnishings. They are to make an arc of acacia wood, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it with pure gold. Overlay it both inside and out. Also, make a gold molding all around it. Cast four rings for it and place them on its four feet, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. Make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark in order to carry the ark with them. The poles are to remain in the rings of the ark. They must not be removed from it. Put the tablets of the testimony that I will give you into the ark. Make a mercy seat of pure gold, forty-five inches long and twenty-seven inches wide. Make two cherubim of gold. Make them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end, and one cherub at the other end. At its two ends, make the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat. The cherubim are to have wings spread out above, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and are to face one another. The faces of the cherubim should be toward the mercy seat. Set the mercy seat on top of the ark, and put the testimony that I will give you into the ark. I will meet with you there above the mercy seat, between the two cherubim that are over the Ark of the Testimony. I will speak with you from there about all that I command you regarding the Israelites. You are to construct a table of acacia wood, 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it with pure gold and make a gold molding all around it. Make a three-inch frame all around it and make a gold molding for it all around its frame. Make four gold rings for it, and attach the rings to the four corners at its four legs. The rings should be next to the frame as holders for the poles to carry the table. Make the poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold, and the table can be carried by them. You are also to make its plates and cups, as well as its pitchers and bowls for pouring drink offerings. Make them out of pure gold. Put the bread of the presence on the table before me at all times. You are to make a lampstand out of pure hammered gold. It is to be made of one piece, its base and its shaft, its ornamental cups and its calyxes and petals. Six branches are to extend from its sides, three branches of the lampstand from one side and three branches of the lampstand from the other side. There are to be three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with a calyx and petals on the first branch and three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with a calyx and petals, on the next branch. It is to be this way for the six branches that extend from the lampstand. There are to be four cups shaped like almond blossoms on the lampstand shaft, along with its calyxes and petals. For the six branches that extend from the lampstand, a calyx must be under the first pair of branches from it, a calyx under the second pair of branches from it, and a calyx under the third pair of branches from it. Their calyxes and branches are to be of one piece. All of it is to be a single hammered piece of pure gold. Make seven lamps on it. Its lamps are to be set up so they illuminate the area in front of it. Its snuffers and firepans must be of pure gold. The lampstand, with all these utensils, is to be made from 75 pounds of pure gold. Be careful to make them according to the pattern you have been shown on the mountain. Exodus chapter 26 You are to construct the tabernacle itself with ten curtains. You must make them of finely spun linen in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, with the design of cherubim worked into them. The length of each curtain should be forty-two feet, and the width of each curtain six feet. All the curtains are to have the same measurements. Five of the curtains should be joined together, and the other five curtains joined together. Make loops of blue yarn on the edge of the last curtain in the first set, and do the same on the edge of the outermost curtain in the second set. Make fifty loops on the one curtain, and make fifty loops on the edge of the curtain in the second set, so that the loops line up together. Also make fifty gold clasps, and join the curtains together with the clasps, so that the tabernacle may be a single unit. You are to make the curtains of goat hair for a tent over the tabernacle. Make eleven of these curtains. The length of each curtain should be forty-five feet, and the width of each curtain, six feet. All eleven curtains are to have the same measurements. Join five of the curtains by themselves, and the other six curtains by themselves. Then fold the sixth curtain double at the front of the tent. Make fifty loops on the edge of the one curtain, the outermost of the first set, and make fifty loops on the edge of the corresponding curtain of the second set. Make fifty bronze clasps. Put the clasps through the loops and join the tent together so that it is a single unit. As for the flap that is left over from the tent curtains, the leftover half curtain is to hang down over the back of the tabernacle. The half yard on one side and the half yard on the other of what is left over along the length of the tent curtains should be hanging down over the sides of the tabernacle on either side to cover it. Make a covering for the tent from ram skins dyed red and a covering of manatee skins on top of that. You are to make upright planks of acacia wood for the tabernacle. The length of each plank is to be 15 feet, and the width of each plank 27 inches. Each plank must be connected together with two tenons. Do the same for all the planks of the tabernacle. Make the planks for the tabernacle as follows. 20 planks for the south side, and make 40 silver bases under the 20 planks. 2 bases under the 1st plank for its 2 tenons, and 2 bases under the next plank for its 2 tenons. 20 planks for the 2nd side of the tabernacle, the north side, along with their 40 silver bases. 2 bases under the 1st plank, and 2 bases under each plank. and make 6 planks for the west side of the tabernacle. Make 2 additional planks for the 2 back corners of the tabernacle. They are to be paired at the bottom and joined together at the top in a single ring. So it should be for both of them. They will serve as the two corners. There are to be eight planks with their silver bases, sixteen bases. Two bases under the first plank and two bases under each plank. You are to make five crossbars of acacia wood for the planks on one side of the tabernacle, five crossbars for the planks on the other side of the tabernacle, and five crossbars for the planks on the back side of the tabernacle on the west. The central crossbar is to run through the middle of the planks from one end to the other. Then overlay the planks with gold and make their rings of gold as the holders for the crossbars. Also, overlay the crossbars with gold. You are to set up the tabernacle according to the plan for it that you have been shown on the mountain. You are to make a veil of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finally, spun linen with a design of cherubim worked into it. Hang it on four gold-plated posts of acacia wood that have gold hooks and that stand on four silver bases. Hang the veil under the clasps and bring the Ark of the Testimony there behind the veil, so the veil will make a separation for you between the holy place and the most holy place. Put the mercy seat on the Ark of the Testimony in the most holy place. Place the table outside the veil and the lampstand on the south side of the tabernacle, opposite the table. Put the table on the north side. For the entrance to the tent, you are to make a screen embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and finely spun linen. Make five posts of acacia wood for the screen and overlay them with gold. Their hooks are to be gold, and you are to cast five bronze bases for them. Exodus 27 You are to construct the altar of acacia wood. The altar must be square, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide. It must be four and a half feet high. Make horns for it on its four corners. The horns are to be of one piece. Overlay it with bronze. Make its pots for removing ashes and its shovels, basins, meat forks and firepans. Make all its utensils of bronze. Construct a grate for it of bronze mesh and make four bronze rings on its mesh at its four corners. Set it below, under the altar's ledge, so that the mesh comes halfway up the altar. Then make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. The poles are to be inserted into the rings so that the poles are on two sides of the altar when it is carried. Construct the altar with boards so that it is hollow. They are to make it just as it was shown to you on the mountain. You are to make the courtyard for the tabernacle. Make the hangings on the south of the courtyard out of finely spun linen, 150 feet long on that side. There are to be 20 posts and 20 bronze bases. The hooks and bands of the posts must be silver. Then make the hangings on the north side 150 feet long. There are to be 20 posts and 20 bronze bases. The hooks and bands of the posts must be silver. Make the hangings of the courtyard on the west side seventy-five feet long, including their ten posts and ten bases. Make the hangings of the courtyard on the east side toward the sunrise seventy-five feet. Make the hangings on one side of the gate twenty-two and a half feet, including their three posts and their three bases. And make the hangings on the other side twenty-two and a half feet, including their three posts and their three bases. The gate of the courtyard is to have a 30-foot screen embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely spun linen. It is to have four posts, including their four bases. All the posts around the courtyard are to be banded with silver and have silver hooks and bronze bases. The length of the courtyard is to be 150 feet, the width 75 feet at each end, and the height 7.5 feet, all of it made of finely spun linen. The bases of the posts must be bronze. All the tools of the tabernacle for every use, and all its tent pegs, as well as all the tent pegs of the courtyard, are to be made of bronze. You are to command the Israelites to bring you pure oil from crushed olives for the light, in order to keep the lamp burning continually. In the tent of meeting outside the veil that is in front of the testimony, Aaron and his sons are to tend the lamp from evening until morning before the Lord. This is to be a permanent statute for the Israelites throughout their generations. Exodus chapter 28 Have your brother Aaron with his sons come to you from the Israelites to serve me as priest, Aaron, his sons Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. Make holy garments for your brother Aaron for glory and beauty. You are to instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom to make Aaron's garments for consecrating him to serve me as priest. These are the garments that they must make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a specially woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. They are to make holy garments for your brother Aaron and his sons, so that they may serve me as priests. They should use gold, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen. They are to make the ephod of finely spun linen, embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. It must have two shoulder pieces attached to its two edges so that it can be joined together. The artistically woven waistband that is on the ephod must be of one piece, according to the same workmanship of gold, of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and of finely spun linen. Take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of Israel's sons, six of their names on the first stone and the remaining six names on the second stone, in the order of their birth. Engrave the two stones with the names of Israel's sons as a gem cutter engraves a seal. Mount them, surrounded with gold filigree settings. Fasten both stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the Israelites. Aaron will carry their names on his two shoulders before the Lord as a reminder. Fashion gold filigree settings in two chains of pure gold. You will make them of braided cord work and attach the cord chains to the settings. You are to make an embroidered breastpiece for making decisions. Make it with the same workmanship as the ephod. Make it of gold, of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and of finely spun linen. It must be square and folded double, nine inches long and nine inches wide. Place a setting of gemstones on it, four rows of stones. The first row should be a row of carnelian, topaz, and emerald. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst, and the fourth row a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They should be adorned with gold filigree in their settings. The twelve stones are to correspond to the names of Israel's sons. Each stone must be engraved like a seal with one of the names of the twelve tribes. You are to make braided chains of pure gold cord work for the breast piece. Fashion two gold rings for the breastpiece and attach them to its two corners. Then attach the two gold cords to the two gold rings at the corners of the breastpiece. Attach the other ends of the two cords to the two filigree settings and in this way attach them to the ephod's shoulder pieces in the front. Make two other gold rings and put them at the two other corners of the breastpiece on the edge that is next to the inner border of the ephod make two more gold rings and attach them to the bottom of the ephod's two shoulder pieces on its front, close to its seam, and above the ephod's woven waistband. The craftsmen are to tie the breastpiece from its rings to the rings of the ephod with a cord of blue yarn, so that the breast piece is above the ephod's waistband and does not come loose from the ephod. Whenever he enters the sanctuary, Aaron is to carry the names of Israel's sons over his heart on the breastpiece for decisions as a continual reminder before the Lord. Place the Urim and Thummim in the breastpiece for decisions so that they will also be over Aaron's heart whenever he comes before the Lord. Aaron will continually carry the means of decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. You are to make the robe of the ephod entirely of blue yarn. There should be an opening at its top in the center of it. Around the opening there should be a woven collar with an opening like that of body armor so that it does not tear. Make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn on its lower hem and all around it. Put gold bells between them all the way around, so that gold bells and pomegranates alternate around the lower hem of the robe. The robe must be worn by Aaron whenever he ministers, and its sound will be heard when he enters the sanctuary before the Lord and when he exits so that he does not die. You are to make a pure gold medallion and engrave it like the engraving of a seal, holy to the Lord. Fasten it to a cord of blue yarn so it can be placed on the turban. The medallion is to be on the front of the turban. It will be on Aaron's forehead so that Aaron may bear the guilt connected with the holy offerings that the Israelites consecrate as all their holy gifts. It is always to be on his forehead, so that they may find acceptance with the Lord. You are to weave the tunic from fine linen. Make a turban of fine linen, and make an embroidered sash. Make tunics, sashes, and headbands for Aaron's sons, to give them glory and beauty. Put these on your brother Aaron and his sons. Then anoint, ordain, and consecrate them, so that they may serve me as priests. Make them linen undergarments to cover their naked bodies. They must extend from the waist to the thighs. These must be worn by Aaron and his sons whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister in the sanctuary area, so that they do not incur guilt and die. This is to be a permanent statute for Aaron and for his future descendants. You know, the first time I read these chapters, I was really struck by the detail of God's instructions. Nothing was left out. Everything that was to go into the tabernacle was intricately laid out from the materials to use, to the measurements, to the design, to the placement of the items. But of course, that God thought of every detail is not at all surprising, is it? He is a God of details. Think of creation itself. Think of our solar system. If it were not for the details of how our solar system is laid out, then life as we know it on earth couldn't exist. If it were just a little bit closer to the sun or just a little bit further, the temperature wouldn't support life. If the earth was not the size it is, gravity would be either too great or not great enough. Of course, the examples I could give go on and on. But think of the incredible detail of our bodies, too. The way the cells work. The way our nervous system works. Our brains. Our muscles. Think of the details of a snowflake and how supposedly no two snowflakes are alike. Details. There are nearly an infinite amount of details in our universe, and all of them work together. Beloved, there's no way in the world that anyone could convince me that creation happened just by chance. There's too many details for that, and I'm not speaking just as a religious fanatic. I do know some science. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm not completely ignorant about these things. Let me switch gears for just a moment. I got to wondering about the materials that God told Moses to collect as offerings. What I found was interesting to me, so hopefully you'll find this interesting as well. The gold. This represents deity. Gold can't be made by man. It can only be made by God. The gold refers to the fact that Jesus is divine. Silver. This represents redemption. In Scripture, silver was always the money used for redemption. Joseph was sold for silver, as was Jesus. Silver speaks of the redemption that comes only through Jesus. And bronze. Bronze represents judgment. It has an extremely high melting point, so it was used in the altar where burnt offerings were made. Bronze speaks of the judgment that Jesus took upon himself to atone for the sin of mankind. And the blue yarn represents heaven because it's the color of the sky. The purple yarn is symbolic of royalty. Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. To make purple, you mix blue and red. The blue, as I said, speaks of heaven, and red represents sacrifice, blood, and death. Thus, the purple speaks of the deity of Jesus and the sacrifice he made as a man. He is, after all, God and man. And as I said, the scarlet or red yarn is symbolic of the sacrifice. Fine linen is symbolic of the purity and the righteousness of Jesus, the spotless, pure, sinless sacrifice. Goat's hair represents the sin offering. Goats were very common and were used for many things, including food and dairy. Their skins were used for clothing and carrying water, and their hair was used to make yarn for clothing. Goats were sacrificial animals, too. The yarn made from their hair was coarse and drab, which speaks of the humanity of Jesus. Ram skins dyed red symbolize the substitutionary sacrifice. God provided a ram as the substitute for Isaac when God tested Abraham's faith, and the ram skin was dyed red to show the sacrifice of the substitute. In the translation we use today, the next item required by God is manatee skins the King James says, badger skins. Another translation says, quote, another type of durable leather, unquote. In other words, we don't know exactly what the original Hebrew means, but we can surmise the meaning. It was to be an outer covering of a skin that was very durable and probably looked very nondescript, which speaks of Jesus' humanity. We're told in Isaiah 53, too, that He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to Him, nothing in His appearance, that we should desire Him. I'm going to speed things up here and just tell you the symbolism and not go into detail. Not that the details aren't interesting to me anyway, but in the interest of time. So the next on the list is acacia wood. This speaks of the incorruptible humanity of Jesus. The oil represents the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The spices for the oil and incense represent a sweet-smelling fragrance to God. So many details with so much meaning, and you could be sure we just scratched the surface. Our God is just so infinite in so many ways, isn't he? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Go to LifespringMedia.com S12E140 and leave your comments. Tomorrow we'll read 2 Samuel 15 through 19. On this date in church history, January 17, 1829, Catherine Mumford Booth was born. Who was she? Well, she was an English reformer and the wife of William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army. Called the Mother of the Salvation Army, Catherine Booth was instrumental in introducing the organization into the United States, Australia, Europe, India, and Japan. Let's pray. Our heavenly Father, you are the God of details. Your word tells us that you notice when a sparrow falls from the sky and you know the number of hairs on our head. You finally tuned all of creation to function perfectly. I can't wait to see the new heaven and the new earth after this age is over. What plans you must have. And speaking of details, you brought each person who's listening to this podcast right now. They're not here by chance or by mistake. They're here because you want them here. I thank you for that, Lord, and I ask that this show would provide everything that you want it to. Speak through me, Lord, and bless each member of the LifeSpring family. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I want to hear your prayer requests and I want to hear your praises. Go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com and fill that form out there. You can give me as much or as little detail as you like, and if you like, you can even remain anonymous prayer.lifespringmedia.com You can email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com Comment on the show at lifespringmedia.com slash S12E140 You can support the show at lifespringmedia.com slash support and that hosting bill is coming up. That bill is $299.88, and I certainly could use your help with that. lifespringmedia.com support. Until next time, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. My name is Steve Webb. Have a great day. Bye.